Welcome to episode 52 of the Water and Stone Church podcast. I am Jenny Randolph. I'm Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. As we gather around this week, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. Okay. We've had a good week. It's been a really super inspiring week. Yeah. And, and I've been finding really fun inspiration from unexpected places. Well, I, I think that one of the things that really stuck out for me was the trip that we made last weekend because I spoke uh, down at the Unity Church in Naples, Florida. And Naples, you know, if you if you know the geography, we're here in St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. And Naples is a couple hours south of here. Yeah, about two and a half hours south. It's really the last town on this side of Florida before you get into the Everglades and all that kind of stuff. But it's a beautiful community. It's been the, the church has been there forever. Last time I was in that building, I think I was a kid. I spoke there when I was a teenager, you know, that kind of thing. And so it was really interesting to go there as an adult. And it's a great church and a beautiful community and all that. And it was it's really fun to go get to do this thing. You know, I feel really, really honored and blessed. I have to say, though, that that among the standouts of that trip really wasn't the Sunday morning as wonderful as that was, but really the crazy restaurant that we found the night before. It was like something out of, have you seen that movie Defending Your Life? I know you have, but I'm talking to the people listening. I think we wandered into the Italian restaurant from Defending Your Life. We, we may have, we may have. It was amazing. And the whole weekend was really nice. It was nice to kind of, it was really nice to just come out of the regular routine and have a little bit of a break and we worked Sunday morning, you know, we went to church and, sure. and, and that was fun. Like you said, it's a really, really lovely community. I had never been to Unity of Naples because usually when we, we're passing through Naples, it's on the way to speak to at Unity of the Keys. Right. So this was, um, I had, you had been there, but I had never even seen, um, their church or anything. So it was, it was nice. It was, it was, um, really beautiful piece of land and everything. But yes, back to the restaurant. It was... <laughs> It oh, and was, more important things. Well, fettuccine. But, uh, let's 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 be real here. We found the restaurant. You know, we didn't know the area, and a lot of times we just let spirit guide us in in that direction. And food is important. Yeah, Don't, but you for know, me, y'all food know that. is always secondary because it's like the first thing I do when I go to a new town. And we have spent many years doing you know speaking on the road and stuff. And by the way, as just as an aside, this is probably the last on the road thing I will do anytime soon, maybe ever, but anytime soon at least because very soon the Water and Stone Church is going weekly. So that's a big deal. But anyway, when we're on the road, the the number one thing I do, once I'm sure I know where the church is, I know what time I need to be there, everything's cool with, you know, the, the that sort of thing, I go, well, what's the best coffee in this town? That's That's my little nerdy thing that I do. But we just kind of find a restaurant but this time the restaurant took the front seat oh absolutely so we walk in and it really is out of something that you would walk into you know any kind of really amazing italian restaurant in no business being where it was no no it was really strange because the outside kind of didn't match the inside i expected rod serling to come out with a caesar salad yeah it was it was was but um, it was owned by a family and Italian a, family. Italian family. And the father and son were walking around in. The father had like a baby blue vest on, sweater vest, sweater vest on, and the son had like a baby blue cardigan. Same on. color, like same, this exact is, same color. You're and in this family. Were, you put on your baby blue sweater, <laughs> and, and they, they were would, speaking 
Italian as they passed our table and everything, and it was it was it was one of those. But, but then, but then I hear this singing, and it's like like that's amore, you know, that sort of thing. The Godfather theme is going, you know, yeah, the song. But from it's the like okay, and... come on now. But I realize it's not it's not a recording music. Yes, there's somebody singing, but it's coming out of the speaker, so it's like God is speaking. You know, it's it's coming from everywhere, and. Maybe the song is I want you to kill your firstborn son or build an ark or or I don't know. But instead it was Big Pizza Pie, that's Amore. But it then we realize, okay, there he is. There's a guy walking around with a wireless mic. Okay, side singing and he looks a little like the Italian Gilbert Godfrey. Okay, but, that's but, a side, but side, point. side note for, for all the listeners here is that Dieter really, really dislikes any kind of singers or bands or anything coming up to the table well, it, it's a it, really it, awkward situation and i'll let you defend yourself in a minute but oh, you okay. you really you really dislike it like it's 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 awkward for you you don't like it i don't know where to look is it okay to eat while you're singing to me right. what do, do i clap do i tip what do i do this is not a situation that james bond ever found himself no. in any of the movies so what's, it's impossible to know what to do so once we found out that strolling that there Italian was Gilbert it was Godfrey not canned was, yeah, yeah that it wasn't canned music that was actually person it then became my job to you know sp- spot the italian because because you were like is he coming this way and i'm like okay look away he's coming this way let's pretend and you, were you like, don't okay, make eye contact or yeah, yeah. cuz then he thinks it's okay to come over to the table and sing and i'm like okay he's singing to ladies want, over there i finally got you all to myself you know <laughs> a beautiful meal a nice glass of wine we're just we were talking about some pretty cool stuff, really important things. We got into some really deep conversation. It was beautiful. I don't need, you know, Dino to come over and sing for a minute. I was I was really happy that he, the music was going on. I just didn't need a concert. But let's get to the important stuff. So that we've kind of set the scene t- for you, but the important thing was the food. Yeah. Well, so So I let me let me just get mine out of the way because mine was delicious. It was awesome. It really was. It was this beautiful mushroom risotto. It was complex and just full flavored and you could tell that it was fresh you could tell that people just cared about it it was delightful real deal real good but probably not chef boyard no but yours your dinner i think was well so i'm a fettuccine alfredo guy that's like when we go to a new italian restaurant that's like my tester meal to see okay this is my kind of place whatever but they're like, well, this is table side. And so they bring out this enormous wheel of Parmesan, Parmesan Reggiano, whatever. And the the lady is explaining that this cheese has been aged for like 10 years and it's a big deal. And this is a very expensive piece of cheese. And I'm like, it's great. I'm not going to eat this big cheese, piece of cheese. To take the hot noodles and they put it on top of the cheese wheel. And so it just like melts down into the core of it. And she mixes it up and she's talking about the whole thing. And it was... Like I said, go see that movie Defending Your Life where the guy's like, I'm going to make you nine pies. It was that kind of a moment where it was. And my food got applause from other tables. It was and beautiful. It was beautiful. And and I, it's two hours or so away from here. And I'm mm, thinking it might be worth the might drive. Might be worth just a drive, drive down just to do eat it. dinner, drive back. I would... <laughs> That's how that's how nuts the whole experience was. And their creme brulee was one of the best creme brulee that I have had in a very very long time. So but I think that it's important to 
to take little moments. You know, Dale Cooper says you should give yourself a gift every day. Don't plan it. Don't think it through. Just have it happen. And I think that there's something beautiful. I think it lends itself to being mindful. I think so often the the mindfulness thing is, I mean, it's a really important part of the meditation process, the spirituality process or whatever. But I think sometimes being mindful gives people permission to not participate. I'm just sort of observing life. And it means not standing up for important things sometimes, but it also means not really enjoying things because you're just sort of a dispassionate observer. And I know that's not what mindfulness is supposed to be. Let me be clear about that. But I think mindfulness really is supposed to be just really immerse yourself and party through all of this crazy stuff that happens in an average day. And I really want to be better about that. And it was just a great little moment that reminded me, sitting across from the most beautiful woman in the world, I'm having this crazy meal. Italian Gilbert Gottfried is singing, all is right with the world. <laughs> Pretty great. Pretty great. And may there be more moments like that in everybody's life. Amen. I, I love that. I love that. But the other thing that we um, finished up this week was um, a series on Amazon, and it was called um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, Amazon Prime Video, whatever they call it. Oh, my gosh. And um, we had finished it before the Golden Globes, Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, but it won two Golden Globes. I think the... It the, deserved them. 100%. Yes, it, it absolutely did. And w- one of the things that I absolutely loved about it is that it really did focus on the women of the series. Yeah, that's what I mean. Men it, were kind of the backdrop. Which is and, the opposite of, you know, 99.9% of shows on television. Women are almost scenery. Their job is to adore... You're the, the mom, you're the girlfriend. Their you're job the, you is know. to, you know, come up with the comeback lines, but mostly they're supposed to be smart enough to be challenging, but not really smart enough to be interesting, you know, that kind of thing. That's the role that women have played in television and movies, really, from the get-go. Every once in a while, there'll be something that's not that way, and it's usually quite good. In this case, it was all about the women in the story, and there are some really smart, funny, well-done male parts in and through the show but that's not what drove the plot i loved the reversal and everyone in it male or female was absolutely brilliant just amazing performances and i love the fact that you know i'm a stand-up comedy nerd i love that there was a lot you know it was about comedy and about working on it because it's like to be a comic you just have to be bad a lot everybody bombs you right. just have to keep up, learn from it, move on. And that's a, that's a life lesson. It was just super inspirational, the whole thing. Um, and it the message for me that I got about out of it was you can be perfect and do everything perfectly mm-hmm. on the outside right. and be the perfect mother and the perfect wife and, and do everything that you think people want you to do and fit into that mold and, and go you know, and, and live your life that way and bad things will still happen to you. There are, there are things, life is going to happen to you no matter what you do on the outside to make it appear perfect or try to be perfect. It's not sustainable. And I think that was such a beautiful message in and throughout. And when you drop the facade of trying to be this perfect person, you find out who you are and you find a better life. And I love the whole message of the series. 
It's eight um, episodes. I'm hoping they come out with a season two. That would be awesome. But I adored it. I loved it. Um, go watch it. It is worth your time. Well, don't you think that uh, that outer perfection really is about trying to control everything? Sure, sure it is. And that's an illusion. That can never happen. And the more you go down that road, the more something will really upset the apple cart. Absolutely. And, and it's usually the last thing that you expect. Sure. The most secure thing in your life that you're like, oh, that's never going to change and that's for sure. I know that this is for sure. When you try to control, 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 that's the first thing that goes. And it's like the the most quote-unquote controlled, quote-unquote safe environment that I can think of is prison. Right. You know, and there's a message there. So Yeah, and everybody so, was trying to get out of there. Yeah, so there's something about just being open to something that's raw and uncontrollable, the passion in your heart to do something creative, artistic, funny, uh, loving. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something really beautiful about that. The other thing, uh, as we uh, as we round off this part of the the conversation last night we saw there's a brand new netflix series and it's by david letterman um and it's called my guest needs no introduction and david letterman it's always been a hero to me i just i just absolutely adore what he does and uh he was a major influence to me when i was a kid the whole thing it was like david letterman and mr rogers were were uh two of my uh real uh role models in some weird way but anyway um he's just started a new interview show and it's just people he actually wants to talk to instead of, well, you have to talk to this person because press agent, whatever, whatever. And last night, uh, President Obama was on and they had an hour-long conversation. And it was just wonderful to watch these two brilliant people talk about important things. And it was funny and it was touching and it was sweet. And uh, Miles, our son, watched it with us and he said it was really inspiring and I found it to be so as well. So that's my recommendation for the week is my guest needs no introduction. It was beautiful and a lot of inspiring stuff this week, a lot of good conversations, a lot of shows that we've been watching, a lot of of people and conversations and, and just life. Life has really... Hit me with the inspiration, (laughs) you know. Well, I think that you have to decide to be the kind of person that's inspired. So I want to challenge our listeners. Take a minute and decide that you're going to be inspired this week. Just look around for it. And let us know. Drop us a line. Let us know what, what really hit it for you. And if it's something that we can share with the rest of our listeners, we'd like to. So as we dig in this time, one of the things that that I wanted to talk about was what we've been calling sort of the balance of growth. And the idea is that everybody's got big dreams. You know, I want to, you know, be debt free or I want to write a book or I want to fall in love or I want to not have cancer. I want to land my dream job or have X number dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. There's everybody's got goals and goals are beautiful and wonderful and necessary. Well, I think for one thing, God is talking to you. You know, it, the way that God appears on earth is through you, through his children. That's how this goes. And so you're not a robot. You can't be made to do anything, but you are constantly being called, inspired, whatever you want to call it. So those goals and dreams are God talking. Now they're filtered through your own perceptions and and preconceptions and all that. But at the end of the day, God's trying to call you to grow and to do and to love bigger, all of that. 
So we've all got goals and dreams of some kind or another. And in fact, we should be in touch with those. But on the other hand, we are also guided to be open. You know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Not my will, but thine be done. Over and over again. So there's this dynamic, there's this balance between be definite in your prayer, for example. Keep your eye on the prize. Versus be open to the fact that God has a better idea. And so the question that comes up is how do you balance those things? How does that work exactly? If you're going to live an effective life, a, a, a prayerful life, a, a, a guided life, how do you do that? When are you in charge and when is, when is God the co-pilot and when do you actually let God, Jesus, take the wheel? <laughs> well, I think that is, I think that is the question. It, the question is, how do I have my big goals and how consumed am I supposed to be with all the little steps that it takes to get to that, to that goal? You know, mm. we've talked about control a lot. And if you're controlling every single little step, you're going to drive yourself crazy, right? There's that, that's, that's. I don't think that you can do that. I don't think that you can micromanage every single little thing. I think you are you're going to try, you can try, but I don't think that you're able to succeed. It's it's kind of like I don't like the quote very much, but it it is reminiscent of the quote, you know, don't sweat the small stuff and it's followed by the idea that it's all small stuff that you're not supposed to worry about anything. And I don't know that that is completely true. I like the sentiment behind it. But I do think that there is, there's a difference between care and control, right? I can care about the steps, but I can't necessarily control them. Does that make any sense? Sure. And I think that, that in order to get to wherever you feel led to get to, there's a million intermediate steps. And the choice that you have is how much attention you pay to those intermediate steps. So uh, let me give a couple of examples. As you know, my, my day job is and has been in the computer industry, mm -hmm. you know, programming and stuff like that. I cannot tell you how many times it'll be, you know, a, a room full of computer programmer type of people. And it'll be, okay, we need to do this this thing. We've got to write this program or make this website or do this thing. And half of the people will go start working on it. And the other half of the people will say, oh, well, in order to do that, I have to optimize my hard drive. And I'm going to write these little programs that will make it easier when I have to write the big program. And I need to make sure, and it gets to the level of, I need to make sure my monitor on my desk is pointed the right way. And, and all of these little tasks that people have to do that will ostensibly save time. And you spend so much time optimizing that inevitably what I would see is the, the group of people who just worked with what they had and got it done would get it done just as quickly as the people who spent all of their time doing the intermediate steps. And so there's this, that happens all, in all kinds of areas of life. But the other example is if you want to walk somewhere, if you want to run a marathon, you can't think about each individual step or the process will murder you it's oh yeah too much. if you thought about the the hundreds thousands of of steps that you had to take in order to get there i think it would be absolutely overwhelming 
But I think that you can, here's, here's the thing. You're going to get to the end. Mm-hmm. There's tons of ways that you can get to the end of your goal. Yeah. I think what we're really talking about here is how miserable of a person are you going to be <laughs> from point A to point B? Now you can, you can, you can, you can work and toil and sweat and complain and do all of that. And, and, and like you, like you said in the computer, you can optimize and, and, you know, strategize and do all of that and, and fuss and fidget and everything. You're going to get there because that's what you're focused on. That's where your mind is going. I, again, faith is powerful and focus is powerful and you will get to your goal. You absolutely will. But again, what are the sacrifices that you're making? You know, um, you're, you're not having a balanced life with friends or family, or you're just so annoying to be around. I know people that every time I have a conversation with me, they're, they're talking about the, the book that they read or how to get there or how they're, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, do you have anything else going on in your life? What makes you happy? you know, and I want to take them to that Italian restaurant. I want to say, (laughs) listen, come out of yourself for just a second. And, and it's not, this conversation is not about whether you're going to meet your goals. You're going to meet your goals. I think this conversation really focuses around the process in which you are moving to meet those goals and how happy you are at the end of it and how much you can celebrate and how, and how beautiful this whole process is and enjoying the journey. And maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Well, and I think also there's an important question here that you have to ask yourself. And that is, well, what is your goal really? Mm-hmm. Now, it, you know, get in touch with the whole process. Dive into the whole process. Give yourself some time to, to figure that out. But ask yourself the question, what is the goal really? Because we're in the process of establishing that the details are not the point. If you get hung up on each intermediate detail, you're not going to get where you want to go, or at least not happily. Or you'll get there and find out that someone has moved the goalposts, and when you thought you got there, there's another goal, or you got something that you didn't actually want. Everyone's lived all of these things, but the end of the day point is the details are not the thing to fixate on. So you have to ask yourself, what is my goal really? And my encouragement to everybody is to try and really ask the why question. Really try and get to the idea behind the thing. So for example, I want a million dollars. That's my goal. Well, what are you going to do with a million dollars? Now we're starting to get to it. Oh, well, I want to have good experiences. I want my family to be secure. I want to, okay, wait a minute. You want your family to be secure. What does that mean to you? Well, I want people to not worry. Okay, well, do you really think you can not worry with money? I mean, money certainly makes some things easier, but not others. If you're fixated on keeping a, that million dollars in the bank, then you're going to be worried about a whole bunch of things that you're not worried about now, for example. Okay, well, what I want is, okay, so start thinking about where your goal really lives. And what you will find if you keep asking the question, if you ask it long enough and ardently enough, what will happen is you will get out of the realm of details where it's no longer important that you have a pink Cadillac. And more important, that that Cadillac represents freedom to you. 
So you start working on freedom being your goal. And the amazing thing is it makes you immune to the goalposts moving. It makes you immune to getting fixated on specific details. What can happen is if you get to the place where, you know what, I really am working on freedom. Then you get free from having to worry too much about the details. Look, your job is is bumming you out. Okay, that's a lot of people. You want to get free from that. I get that. It might be that a million dollars isn't the way for you to, to quit worrying about that. Instead, if freedom is your goal, you start thinking about ways to experience freedom right where you are. And what will happen is more and more, you'll have a decision in front of you and you'll go, well, does which one of these choices is more in touch with the goal? Which one of these choices is a manifestation of freedom? More than the other. Maybe it's not a 100% thing. And you will start to go in an interesting direction that you didn't control. What will happen over time is those moments of freedom will get closer and closer together. And the moments of feeling trapped will start to be the exception and not the rule. You get to that omega point where the dog catches its tail and all of a sudden things start to make a different kind of sense. And you realize that the problem was you trying to control everything. One of the things that I tend to think about when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do and I don't know how I'm going to do it and I, I really want this to happen and why isn't it happening fast enough and everything else. One of, one of the things, like I said, that I, that I tend to go to or the visual aid that I go to is if I'm trying to walk to my car, if I'm trying to get to my car, it doesn't really matter if I go out the back door if I go out the front door, um, I mean, going out the window would be a little crazy, <laughs> but, but I mean, just to follow this through, it doesn't, but it, even it, if you it, did, but even if you had to go out the window to get to your car for, for whatever odd reason, does it really matter to you what the process is? You got to your car, you know? I mean, and so that I'm like, okay, doesn't, so I kind of bring it back. It doesn't matter the process. This doesn't is about letting God here. be in charge of that piece, exactly, right? Exactly. And I think that it's hard because we live in a society where there are a ton of books that will, can tell you how to get from point A to point B. There is probably a, a million books. And to beat this analogy into the ground, you know, there's probably 50 books that have been written about how to get to your car from point A to how point B. How to master the details. Yeah, exactly. And I don't And make think, your lists and right. get to your group that where you talk about details and all that. And if that's what it takes to get you started, okay. If you need a starting point about like, okay, how do I organize this? How do I get my thoughts organized? How do I, how do I take the first step? If you need that little bit of a of a boost to do that, I would say, okay, fine, pick up a book. I Books are great. Education is great. But don't keep picking up books because they all say the same dang thing well, over and over in a different way. And then you're like, oh, okay, well then, and then all of a sudden you have this mishmash of ideas and weirdness that's going on in your head and, and organizational and I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to, you know, knock on the door three times and, and, and I just think that you can get bogged down. And I think that when you get overwhelmed and bogged down, you stop. Well, because you go, well, it's, it's the same thing. We wrote a book about this. You know, there's this piece of 
you can put all your faith in some method and then if it doesn't work you decide that well i didn't do it right i'm flawed and then there's a real problem because if you start from a place of distrust in yourself it's really hard to grow from there right my i have a little bit of a background in martial arts and i remember my teacher said there's always somebody stronger mm -hmm. no matter how good you are at fighting you will eventually get to a place where you can't do it in the business world they say people get promoted to the level of their incompetence and in a way it's the same thing oh, there's a lot of books about being better at fighting so to speak and i think that all they will do is get you to a place where that method can't work anymore and that's actually a blessed moment because you realize it's not about living in that world it's about living in a different one um, Eric Butterworth says you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created the problem. And what that means is this is not about learning how to get faster. This is not about learning how to get better at the problems of life. This is about getting to a place where the problems of life are inconsequential because God can do it. This is about seeing things from a little bit different perspective. The thing that I keep thinking about is so many times people have come to me and I know come to you as well saying, you know, I've got this thing I'm trying to do, but I can't handle. There's some piece of it. I'll give you an example. Um, the house I'm trying to I'm trying to fix up my house and make it nice for my family because I want my family to have a nice place to live. However, there is a hole in the ceiling that I cannot afford to fix. And I see it every time I walk through that hallway. And the answer is, okay, well, you know, at some point you are going to fix that hole in the ceiling, but there's nothing you can do about it right now. So you can make that a curse that every time you walk through that hallway, you think about how you're failing, the dream isn't happening, or you can go fix the things that you can fix. Go clean the things that you can clean and move on from there. But what I'm trying to say is you have a choice about what you get hung up about. Now, Jesus said, what is that to thee, follow thou me? Which is his way of saying, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't get caught up in the spurious details. It doesn't matter. But another way, perhaps, to think about the same thing is to say, when you have something that you're getting hung up on, I want you to ask yourself, what do you think God thinks about that? So, what do you think God thinks about that hole in the ceiling? What do you think God thinks about that one guy at work that you can't deal with? What do you think God thinks about whatever it is? And I bet you'll come up with the idea that that's inconsequential to God. That's, do you think God cares about the hole in the ceiling? So it doesn't mean that you ignore it for the rest of time, but it means that you get in touch with the big picture and you deal with the things that can be dealt with in that moment. And by and by, the other problems will be dealt with or you'll find out that they just sort of disappear all of their own because you got out of the way. This is a long way around to say you get more of what you pay attention to. So really, in your quest for perfection, if you find all you're paying attention to is the things that don't seem perfect, you're not helping. Well, and we increase what we praise. We increase what we focus on. So I think that that is 
a, a big deal, but sometimes that's a hard concept to kind of get your head around. And, and I think that this is a really nice way. Don't worry about the little bitty steps that it takes you to get from point A to point B. You'll get there. You will get to the end. And, and if you kind of chill out about the, the details and, and, that kind of stuff, I think that you're just going to be a much happier person because you will get there, but you know, you want to get there as a happier person, a, a, a a more fulfilled person instead of somebody that's just beat down and tired and miserable. So I think that that's, again, that's what we talk about when we talk about balance, the balance of, of a happy, beautiful life that, yeah, we got stuff to do. That's Mm -hmm. what we're here. We're here on planet earth to do stuff. Yep. And Maybe the goal isn't to run out of stuff to do so we can sit still. Maybe the goal is to go, okay, let's enjoy the journey. Let's enjoy the process. You'll get there in the end and it's okay. So have the goals, dream big, do what you need to do. But in the meantime, maybe some of the details, they don't matter so much. for the listen up part of the podcast. Dieter, do you have a question for us this week? Yeah, this question comes from Mike H. And by the way, the listen up part is where anybody can send us your questions. Please do. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. You can just send an email to info at waterandstonechurch.com. Come find us at the website, waterandstonechurch.com. Get in touch with us through social media. Uh, There's lots of ways. Sometimes people give us questions when we're at church, for example. But anyway, this question comes from Mike H. Thank you, Mike. Mike asks, I know we're supposed to listen to our inspiration and follow our enthusiasm, but mostly I'm just bored. What does that mean? Oh. (laughs) Well. I don't think I have been bored since the 70s. Well, I I appreciate that. You weren't weren't sentient for much of the 70s. But, um... (laughs) I get it. I totally get it. You know, I, I, I spend a certain measure of time bored in the day job. It happens. I think it, it might even happen more at a certain level of growth. When you really find something that you are excited about, you know, I, oh, wait, I'm allowed to want. A lot of people don't even know that. I'm allowed to aspire to big things. I'm allowed to desire a healing or a breakthrough or a growth opportunity. Sometimes, depending on the person, depending on where you are in the growth process, depending on a lot of things, sometimes that brilliant moment, you know, you go to the art museum and you see how beautiful something is, and then you go outside, some people are really inspired by, wow, look at that tree. You know, that's artistic too. And some people go, yeah, but look at that trash in the gutter. Sometimes people are exposed to the idea that they can do great things, but then they get to their job and their job is not asking them to do great things. Their job is asking them to make PowerPoint presentations all day long. And it's really difficult to find that balance for some folks. I get it 100%. And you look in the Bible where Jesus told the disciples, you know what, leave your nets. Come on, let's go do this cool thing. And it's not always practical or responsible or right use, let's say, to to hang it all up. Just to quit doing the things that are boring. And in fact, I want to make it clear. You shouldn't just quit. Because if you just quit without learning whatever it is that you are supposed to learn, 
you're going to end up repeating all this. We've talked about the no geographical cure thing. You've heard it other places too. So it's not about just walking away from the things that bore you. Instead, it's about acknowledging, okay, the reason that you feel bored is that there is a piece of you that knows better. I mean, think about it. If you were just, you know, kind of zombie living your way through life, you wouldn't know you were bored. It's actually kind of an interesting uh, uh, affirmation of life. The zombies in The Walking Dead show don't know they're bored. Their brains don't work right. You know, if you were a different kind of person, you would be as happy as a pig in slop in whatever it is you're doing in your life that is right now driving you nuts. Well, yeah, this ignorance is bliss. I mean, that's that's where that comes from. But as you were talking, I, I'm reminded that, you know, um, housework has to be done. There are things in your life that has to be done, mm-hmm. you know, um, this morning I had to go put gas in the car. Right. Exactly. Is that boring? No, that I mean, I, so so I'm not sure that I think boring is is a choice because you can take the most mundane tasks and find a piece of gratefulness in it, find a piece of, uh, like you said, inspiration in it. When I'm cleaning the house, you know, it's not my favorite thing to do. I would be, you know, I'm sure there's somebody out there that that loves it and that that's that's what they do. They get you know, pleasure from it. It's what they're here on planet Earth to do. I am not that person, but it has to be done. Laundry has to be done. Dishes have to be done. Floors have to be clean. That's, that's okay. But I do this thing when, when I am taking care of it, I know that it is a means to an end. I know that when it, when the house is clean, I feel better. I think better. It's, it's awesome. I give thanks that I have a house to clean. And I think being bored about what you're doing in your job or what you're doing in your life, it is absolutely a choice in, in, in that matter. You can, you can find things to be grateful for and you can find things that you can be inspired by. But I think it's about focusing maybe more on why you don't want to be here and that feeling of, of grossness that's going on. And again, I don't, I don't, I'm not a person that gets bored. I, I don't know what that, what that feels yeah, like you're here on, to on, work a re- on, on a regular you're basis. You're here to work so, on other things. Yeah. But I am a person who has experienced that. And I, I know, I know that So feeling. tell, so tell me about that. Cause I'm, I don't, I, like I said, I don't typically feel that feeling of, or maybe I'm just misnaming it. Maybe when I feel bored, I don't, I don't think of what it is as I being bored. I think that, <laughs> I think that you are a very passionate person. And I think that when there are situations that others might find boring, you either find something inspirational about it or it goes past boredom and into, you know what, this is really making me angry. I'm going to do something about this. I think that you you are a passionate person in that way. And I think that's beautiful. I think there's a lot of people that will just keep it at the same emotional level, which is, eh, and sit in it for a long time. But I think that there's something, like I said, I think that there's something really important about that feeling of being bored. Because once again, the fact that you can get bored means there's something in you that says, what what are you doing? Don't feel this way. The fact that you know better is important. That's the thing. The next time you feel anything negative or even nothing, 
like being bored, for example. Take a minute and go, wow, the reason that this hap is, is happening to me is because there's something in me that knows that there's something important going on. You know what I mean? So take a minute and sit in your boredom. Take a minute. Don't try to get distracted. I know we live in a culture that makes it really, really easy. When there's a commercial break, man, I don't want to know about uh, dishwashing detergent, so I'm going to pick up my phone and check out Facebook for a minute. Don't. And I've talked about this a million times. It's really important to not let yourself be distracted. You want to go through something? Then go through it. It's a little bit like school. You know, there's a subject that you don't like, so you don't really pay attention in class. You don't really do your homework. You don't engage. Well, there's a fairly good chance that you'll fail the class and have to take it again. Life is exactly like that. The only way to get done with whatever it is, really, is to learn whatever lesson you need to learn from the thing. And one of the greatest ways to learn the lesson is to engage. So take a minute. That thing at work boring you, that conversation, that commute, that moment, whatever it is, take a minute and sit in the boredom and be the kind of weird person that goes, wow, I'm super bored right now. And just really look at it. And in the process of giving over the fight, in the process of really engaging with it, you will find, by and by, maybe not instantaneously, but over time, you will find, oh, this is the piece of me that's calling me not to be bored. Oh, wait a minute, I found my calling even in this moment. Or you'll go, oh, wow, because I engaged with this thing, I got good enough at it that I don't have to do it anymore. That happens too. But the answer is never hating it or running from it. The answer is always sit in it, really sink into it, really feel how you feel when you are doing that thing. And something will happen when you decide not to be distracted. When you decide to really look at it, you will master it. Or at least it won't master you anymore. to check it out and this is the part where we let you know how you can find us what we're up to all the good stuff that's happening and how you can join us and there's a million things going on at any given time the best way to find out about all of the various things that are going on around water and stone church is to check out our website waterandstonechurch.com there's a link at the top that says gather and it talks about a lot of the things that we're doing there's an amazing calendar page you can come find us on social media we're very active on facebook and instagram and twitter and youtube and all over the place come check out our website and from there you can go a million different directions and find out about the millions of different things going on but just to give you some highlights wednesdays we have a couple things going on Wednesday mornings at 7.20 a.m., we take a sunrise walk, and it takes about an hour. We walk, we get some coffee, we walk back. Um, we meet at North Shore Park, and if you can see the volleyball nets, you'll know you're yeah, in, just, in the exact... If you Google for North Shore right. Park, St. Petersburg, Florida, optionally, 
the finest city on the face of the earth. You can come find us. If you go to our website, there's a map. But I want to let you know the park is a big place. And so if you're planning on joining us for our sunrise walk, and you should, it's awesome. The coffee is awesome. The fellowship is awesome. The The weather is awesome. Yeah, the it's whole been beautiful thing. lately. We, sometimes we see dolphins. It's just beautiful. The whole thing. If you plan on joining us for our walk, please drop us a line and let us know because we wouldn't want to miss you. Yeah, just so we can take a look for you and make sure that we can, you know, we can meet up. And and, and if you, here's the other thing. If we don't see you, walk anyway. Walk to Kawa. It'll be okay. Get yourself <laughs> some coffee. Have, have a should, lovely morning. Someday we should put the route that we take up on the website. Oh, you so. know what? That is a brilliant idea. Yeah, let me see that's if there's actually, a good way to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. a brilliant idea. So anyway, so look for that. Well, apparently we're going to do that. So it's it's awesome. <laughs> Also on Wednesdays, Wednesday evenings, there is always a new video out and Dieter is in the midst of a prayer series. It's called The Upper Room. Um, they're usually put out by 7, 8 p.m. It's a nice, nice, nice way to spend the evening, to focus. You know, Wednesdays are kind of, they call them hump days for a reason. It's just like you're trying to get into the weekend. You're trying to get into the, the end of the week and you're feeling a little bit tired. So between getting up, taking a little bit of a walk, being out in nature, and then ending your day with watching a video and reading an article about prayer or about something that goes on in the Bible is beautiful. It's a really, really nice way to keep focused. And I, I love it. I use it in my life on a regular basis. Well, I'm, I'm really proud of the prayer videos. And just as you said, it's a, it's a series of seven videos about the process and practice of prayer, prayer that actually works instead of, well, I got to the end of the prayer now. I did the thing, check you know, that sort of thing. It's a series of videos and blog posts, articles about the prayer process. So come check that out on the website. On Fridays, there is new episodes of this day. Um, we are in the middle of January and um, I issue a challenge on the very first video of January and go check it out. It's really, really beautiful. These videos are so good. It is. I, I'm I, having so much fun with them. Do, unless you're driving your car or you're on the treadmill listening to this right now, if, you have, if you're in front of your computer, go to our YouTube channel and you can do that by Googling for Water and Stone Church YouTube or something like that. But the easiest way is scroll down to the bottom of any page of waterandstonechurch.com and there's a little YouTube link. Go to our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. We have my prayer videos, Jenny's amazing this day videos. There's a lot of other things going on, but you gotta do it. You need to subscribe to the channel. It's so great. And the this day thing is just blowing up. So many different people are watching it and responding to it. I'm just absolutely tickled with the amazing food and this really uplifting spiritual lesson that'll kind of take you by surprise in the middle. I, I love the way that you tie in an important principle with a, a great meal. And I also am really proud that these videos are now available on the New Thought channel. And I think we talked about that before, but it bears repetition. Yeah, so if you subscribe to the New Thought channel, you can now watch all of my videos on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, and it's it's really great. We also have now, this day has kind of branched out a little bit, and if you're interested in following us on um, Facebook or Instagram, just search for at Fill Your Hungry Soul. You can find me and it's really great. So if you want more info, more pics, all that kind of stuff, come check me out. It's it's amazing and I'm having a, such a fun time. And just thank you. Thank you for all the support and all the love that has been shown in the last couple of months. It's been 
fabulous. And just the beginning. On Sundays, we have a sunset celebration. Um, a half hour before sunset goes on, we applaud when the sun goes down. Um, it's been cold the last couple it's of Sundays. It's been awesome. So it, it's so, so bring, funny. Bring the, a jacket. The bring people a hat. who brave the elements, it's always a, a good bit colder out on the water than it is in town. That's just mm-hmm. kind of how it works. And it's so much fun to see who's there, who's willing to take their shoes off, put their feet in the water or whatever. But it is so much fun and so uplifting to just be around a group of like-minded people for a minute. You know, just take a minute and, and celebrate the sunset and be a part of the tribe. It's really pretty great. So once again, that's a half hour before the sun goes down, and that's a variable, so ask your phone when the sun goes down. Come meet us at St. Petersburg uh, Beach. It's the Dolphin Village parking lot. Once again, there's a map and directions on waterandstonechurch.com. Click that Gather tab, and it'll tell you what you need to know. January 19th, that's a Friday, we'll be helping with Habitat for Humanity. I'm so I'm, excited Yeah, about that's that. this coming Friday. So excited about it. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be fabulous. Yay. That's all yeah. I have to say. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and I want to extend a very special invitation. Um, as you know, our church is right now in the pre-launch period. And we've, we decided a long time ago to do six monthly Sundays to figure out a lot of things. We're really sort of writing the book on how we think church ought to go in the 21st century and learning a lot of really important lessons and tweaking things all the way. I don't think we'll ever stop refining and figuring stuff out, but this was the incubation period. And so Sunday, January 28th is the last monthly service. And like all of our services, it's going to be at 11 o'clock a.m., at Harbor Hall at the University of South Florida St. Pete campus. There's a map and directions on the website and all of that. This is the last monthly Sunday, January 28th. And the topic is wild world. And the idea is getting out there, making a difference in the world, to make a world that works for everybody, to be changed so that you can be the change. It's really, really important. I really want you to be there. But I also want you to be there the following Sunday, which is February 4th is our first weekly Sunday. That's the official launch of the church. If you're going to bring friends and family and let them know about this church, if you want to start making this a part of your weekly commitment to a prayer life, a life that works, this is the time. Be there with us on February 4th for our launch. I'm beginning a whole new series called Truer Than True. It's about finding out what really works in your life and being the hero of your story. It's going to be awesome. Once again, that's at 11 o'clock. Check out the website for all of that, but please do make a commitment to be there. And finally, I want to let you know that the best way to to be in touch with all of the amazing things that we do, the website's amazing, so do that. But even better is to pick up your phone and text the word I am ready, all one word, I-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y. Text I am ready to 84576. That's 84576. If you text I am ready to 84576, you'll be in the loop for our our weekly uh, little announcements. It's usually just a quick little text that lets you know something that's going on. It's never overwhelming. It's always free of charge. And it's something that we just really love. And it's helping us sort of bring this tribe together. Peter, it's time to wrap it up. Right now, God is calling you to go and do and be more than you have been before. 
that feeling of inspiration or that burning in your heart or you know what, that moment of boredom is God talking to you, saying you have no idea how big and beautiful and wonderful your dreams are, how big and beautiful and wonderful my dreams for you are. Each and every person in each and every moment of their lives is important and loved and loving and holy. It's your job to figure out what God has in mind for you. It's your job to quit making God or trying to make God do what you want and start asking, okay, how can I serve? Take a minute and think about your goals and then ask yourself, what do I really want? And even better, how is this a good idea for God? That'll put you on an interesting track for sure. It'll free you from the details. It'll make you immune to having the goalposts moved and it'll get you in touch with a bigger world and a bigger life. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the wonderful orange couch. And the 400-pound gorilla of Pinfeather Studios is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She makes all of this possible, and she is one half of the music that you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. He's amazing, and we're glad to have him around. This podcast is completely supported by you. And you know what that means. It means that we don't sell advertising on the podcast. We don't do anything like that. We don't ask for sponsorships or anything. We, we ask that you support it by doing these things. First of all, please share the podcast. We make it as easy as we know how for you to click a link and like it on Facebook or post it to your Twitter feed or email it to somebody. If you're listening to this podcast, there's ways to share. There's buttons right next to where you're looking. If you're reading a blog post, there's ways to share it or comment. Do that. Take a minute or two and share it to your group on social media. Let somebody know because if you're listening to this, it means it's made some kind of a difference for you. Well, it can make a difference for somebody else too and it's up to you to spread the word. The other thing you can do is write a five-star review. You don't even have to actually write anything. You don't have to say how this podcast has, has made a difference in your life. Anything like that. All you got to do is go wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever it is, and click on that five-star button. Super easy. It only takes a minute, but it makes it possible for this podcast to be promoted to a larger audience. It makes all the difference in the world for us. And finally, the thing that we really want you to do is show up. Participate in these things. Write to us and let us know uh, what's on your mind. Send us your questions. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Read the blog post. There's a million ways that you can show up uh, literally or figuratively, but most of all, come be with us on a Sunday morning. We're at the beginning of an amazing adventure and we want you on board. It's going to change everything for you. Go out, have an awesome week, and find something that inspires you.